This is the Coach to Coach Podcast, episode number 25. Game time. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the Coach to Coach podcast, where we believe every kid deserves a coach that cares and every coach deserves someone in their corner. I'm your host, Nate Salee, and this podcast is sponsored by the Northern Kentucky Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We're incredibly grateful to our donors, to our board members, our volunteers, everyone who makes this movement of God uh, called FCA possible, as well as things just like this podcast. Well, hey, if you're new to the podcast, we try to come out with uh, some content on the 1st and 15th of each month. A lot of times we will have an interview with a local coach or the author of some of the tools that we use in our, our coaches ministry with FCA. We've had a blast and have learned a ton from the collective wisdom in our region and beyond. One other time, I've kind of taken a little bit of a a step out of the normal routine of of having interviews and and done a short teaching, and that's what this episode is going to look just like, because there's something on my heart that I've shared a couple of different times, and one of the first times was back in the fall in the beginning of the school year to some students, and it's this idea of how does faith and sport, how does God interact with our sport? And so instead of an interview today, I'm just going to kind of share with you a little bit of, of that learning, and I hope it's helpful to you and some people that you know. So to begin, it really comes down to three simple, short words, by, for, and with, by, for, and with, and it all has to do with the relationship between God and sport. The very first one is by. So what we're recognizing that our sport is created by God. We go all the way back into Genesis and we see that God created the heavens and the earth and people and all living creatures. Everything has been created by him for his glory. And that would include our sport. He created the people that have invented the sports that we know and love and enjoy. And so just a recognition of Hey, God has has created uh, this beautiful thing that we can enjoy called our sport. And just to have that baseline of just gratitude to him that this is something that we can enjoy. It's a, it's a gift. It's a, it's a thing to, um, to do with others. And there's a transcendent purpose behind it. There's a way in which uh, we can do it. Um, that is, that is honoring to him, but just knowing that at, at the very beginning that, that God, uh, our sport has been created by God. It's just a great kind of heart posture uh, to start with. The second word is for. Now, this is going to take just a little bit longer because this is a topic that gets covered a lot when we think about coaches and athletes, and we've heard the language of, I'm going to play for him. I was able to spend a summer with Athletes in Action, uh, a ministry very similar to FCA that's kind of a subsection of Campus Crusade for Christ or crew. I played for the Xenia Scouts. It was a summer baseball team. It was a wood bat league during my kind of final times as a baseball player at Moorhead State. And they had some incredible content and built into me, and I'm super grateful for my time with them. And one of the tools that they had that they try to teach us on 
how to play the game in such a way that was honoring to God is to is to find a find a focal point, find something that you could you could look at in the midst of practice and conditioning and games that would remind you, that would take you back to the purpose of sport, that would remind you that not only did he create it, but you're playing for him. And one of the terms that they, they've kind of coined, or at least I think that has originated with them, is AO1, that you're playing for an audience of one. Now, this was a summer college uh, team, and we play. It was made up of mostly uh, mostly Division One um, athletes from all over the country that would kind of all collide in the Great Lakes League and in Ohio. We had teams and, and from and players from schools all over. And some of the stadiums were nice and were empty. Some of the stadiums were not so nice, but they had quite a few people. But their thought was, regardless of who is in the stands and who is watching, ultimately, even if there's no one in the stands, knowing that we are always playing for an audience of one. We are playing in a way that's just an offering that's almost worshipful to God and, and how we go about it, what the our, our words are and our actions and how we're treating our teammates and our opponents and the umpires, that, that we are playing in a way that's for God. And you hear a lot of times that teams will play for a greater cause uh, oftentimes it takes a tragedy sometimes that hey we're gonna we're gonna win this one for so and so insert somebody who is sick or somebody who they who are, maybe they lost or maybe they got into a car wreck but they're gonna hey I'm gonna win one for blank hey, there's an old term hey win one for the Gipper uh, there's this idea that we can play for uh, another person in just the sense of it's an awesome thing to think through that we can play our sport for God. My wife, Caitlin, her one of her favorite life verses uh, that's been really meaningful to her over the years is Colossians 3.23. And it says that whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as for the Lord and not for man. And that can apply to your sport, that can apply to your family, that can apply to homework, that can apply to um, mowing the grass, that whatever you do, whatever we do, bring our whole selves, work at it with all of our heart as if we're doing it for God and not for man. And if that is our mode of operation, I got to tell you, that's got to be the fiercest competitor is going to look just like that. Uh, the person with the strongest work ethic is going to look like that. Uh, the person that's going to be the best teammate is going to have that posture. Because if you're loving, if you're playing for God, you're going to love those that are with you along the way because the ultimate commandment is to love God and to love others. So that's a direct connection to that. So if we're playing for God, that's a really big deal. And then there's times where you have athletes and coaches that have hit a certain platform and we talk about using our platform for God to share him, to share his name. And then we, we see you know, people people thanking thanking Jesus or thanking God or, or re- referencing their faith when they're interviewed and and all of that is is great and I, I encourage that and I think that's I think it's awesome if it's authentic to them and that's part of their motivation that's part of their journey I think absolutely you should be you should be real and open and honest about that but it, it could also seem like hey I, I'm doing this for God and it's something that we're kind of producing and hey look at me I, I'm I'm doing I'm doing really well and I'm doing it doing it for God. And while that's, while I believe that's received and that it's a very good thing to think about, it could also feel like for me, 
anything that I've done in my athletic career <laughs> uh, to say that, oh, hey, man, like I, I got this little award here or this all-tournament team here or, I, hey, hey, guy, like I, I, I made a Division One roster for you. Uh, it can seem in the grand scheme of like global matters, <laughs> uh, honestly, not, not really that big of a deal. Uh, if we're talking about God of the universe. Um, so while it is very important that we are working with all of our heart and doing it as for the Lord and not for men, I think there's one final layer that I've just recently come across and I'm so grateful uh, to Marty Mayer, our other staff person, that we kind of unpack this together. I think we can miss one of the most beautiful pieces of this if we stop at realizing that our sport is made was created by God if we play our sport for God and then just neglect the fact that the entire time, whether we're coaching our athletes or whether we're at home or, or whatever we are doing, that we can realize that God is with us, that we can coach with God, not just coach for him or realize that our sport and our team was created by him, but we can coach with God, that he is with us while we're on the field or on the court or on the track, that he is with us in the weight room, that he is with us in the locker room when we're talking to, talking to everybody, that his presence, if we have put our trust in him, he's given us his spirit, his presence, he is with us the whole time. This was really meaningful for me, and I'm so glad that I was able to be exposed to it, and part of why I'm sharing it with you now is just last week at this re this recording, uh, just a about eight days ago, I took off. I set off for one of the biggest journeys, athletically, honestly, uh, of my life beyond my, my college career. And that was to cross the, the starting line of the Flying Pig Marathon and over five hours later, cross the finish line of the Flying Pig Full Marathon, 26.2 miles. Now I realize that God had made our bodies, that he had made this idea of, of running. I knew that I was running for a higher purpose than to just finish for a cool time and look cool and all these different things. I was really, I was running for, uh, for my family to be healthier and to be around longer, honestly, to have a, a, a longer, uh, a longer life and to make sure that I'm being proactive about my health. And I was, you know, for my wife and my kids and, and I was really at one point, you know, even came to a point where it was about 15 miles in where I was, my mindset was, Hey, this is God, this is an this is an offering to you. I want to run in a way that's worshipful. My wife even sent a video text that was reading Romans 12, the very first chapter of Romans 12, uh, first verses of Romans 12, and just talking about how our bodies can be a living sacrifice, you know, pleasing to God, and, and that she was asking that I would run in such a way that would be worshipful and in an offering and pleasing to Him, and that was really really a good just encouragement and I was in a, in a great spot even though I was plugging along I mean I'm 15 miles in guys I guess this is a long long journey and just think about this you're 15 miles in and you got 11 more to go and at that point with that encouragement I, I threw on some worship music and I really tried to just enter into a time of, of worship where I was running for God and I was I was praising him and worshiping him as I was going and then I hit about mile 22. And at mile 22, I am well past, well beyond where I had ever ran in my life. 
I had had a couple of different pit stops with with family briefly as, as they were encouraging me uh, to, to finish. And I, w- I was really kind of at the end of me. I, I was I was jogging. Uh, Breathing-wise, I was feeling pretty good, but my lower body, it was like somebody had unplugged me. <laughs> and I felt cramps starting to come on. I never had terrible, painful, huge, like, gripping cramps, but I could tell I was bumping up against them over and over, and I would shut it down, walk a little bit, pick a spot, have to jog to the next point, shut it down, walk a little bit. And I really had to realize and remember that I wasn't just running for God, but I needed him in that moment that God with me was a big deal. And I was was prayerful and was asking him to meet me where I was at and to give me uh, the strength and the endurance to get to that doggone finish line. And it was it was one of the clearest examples I've ever seen of, I knew that that sport was created by God. I was setting out to run a race that was for him and honoring to him. And then I had a point where at the end of the day, I needed to depend and realize that he was with me every step of the way. That it, he wasn't just a distant figure that I was trying to lift up this gift to. That he was with me, in me. His presence was very real in my, in my, you know, in my world as I was trying to finish. And I just feel like that would be that's a great thing to to process through. Is like where are we at, and not that necessarily is one one is better than the other. But I think it's a great question. Have we missed this idea of realizing that God is with us? I've heard it said recently that God's presence is a matter of awareness. That he's there whether we recognize it or not. And I just wonder, are are we missing out on some joy? Are we missing out on some peace? Are we missing out on being less frustrated? Are we missing out on having some wisdom or having some... Uh, some boldness here or, or some restraint in another situation because we're not a, we're not a, aware or recognizing his presence in our lives not just when we may go to a worship service on the weekend or not just when we might be listening to a worship song but literally while we're on the sidelines coaching while we're drawing up practice plays while we're thinking through with our other coaching staff what's going to be the best for our team while we're talking to parents while we're, you know, interacting with referees, like, are, do we recognize God's presence in our lives, and what impact would that have on our lives, on our coaching, on our teams, and beyond? That if we realize that, hey, God's created this sport, we're going to coach and play for Him, but we're also going to do it with Him. And if you're like me, I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a much better go of it if I'm doing it with God, because with God, all things are possible. And regardless of uh, one final quick rant, and then I'll wrap this up. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I love that verse. I've seen that verse on people's cleats and their, their eye black. And it is a very, very popular verse with coaches and with athletes. And I, I love it. I absolutely love that verse. But I'll start off with, here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Therefore, Nate Sully, who's barely six foot and has not exactly the most explosive athlete uh, in our area, is going to be able to dunk a basketball like LeBron. Even though I have Christ in me, 
I'm not going to be able to do that. Like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not exactly what that means. If you look just before and just after the author of that book of Philippians, Paul is talking about, he's been through it all. He's had a lot. He's been and he's been broke. He's been in very comfortable uh, situations. He's been in jail. He's been shipwrecked. He's been to all these things, and he's he's found his secret. And the secret is to be content in all circumstances. Why is he able to be content in all circumstances? Because he believes that he can endure all of these things through Christ who strengthens me. He knows that God's presence is always with him regardless of the circumstances. Therefore, he feels like it doesn't matter what the the world or life throws at him. Because God is with him and Christ is in him, then he can do anything that he can he can get through any obstacle that comes his way and that's my encouragement to you today coach is that that you would know that that God is with you in your journey and whether you're seeking him out for the first time maybe you've walked with him for a long time make sure that we take a second and just recognize that he is with us right where we're at while we're coaching while we're teaching while we're parenting while we're we're loving our spouses if we're married and so I, I, I just bless you to uh, to know that deeply in your heart, that that would be an encouragement to you. And ultimately, you would just find uh, more meaning, more purpose, and more success at home and, and with your team. Hey, before I let you go, uh, we are coming up on the final push for our summer leadership camp. So if you have some current leaders on your team or kids that you feel like would be great potential leaders on your team, we would love to partner with you and build into those athletes. Uh, and by having them come to our, our FCA leadership camp, it is statewide. It's at WKU, Western Kentucky University, right there during dead period. So we're not messing with your schedule. June 30th through July 3rd nkyfca.org slash camp has all of the info we do have some scholarship funds available if finances would be a hindrance uh, to you uh, to or your players and we would love to have uh, northern kentucky well represented and to build into your athletes that way you can come back and your program would be stronger hey thanks so much we are in your corner let us know how we can serve you, you can at any time always shoot me an email at nsalee at fca.org with ideas, thoughts, topics, questions, or guests that you would like to see uh, on the show at some point. Well, hey, until next time, keep growing, keep learning, and keep changing lives on your team and in your home.